Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. This week on Talk Nation Radio, we discuss the United States' provision of weapons to dictatorships. We are joined by Rich Whitney, who is an attorney from Carbondale, Illinois, now working as an appellate public defender. He is one of the founding members of the Illinois Green Party, currently serves on its executive committee, and in 2006 served as that party's first ever candidate for governor, winning over 30, uh, 360,000 votes, about 10.5% of the total. He's currently serving as interim co-chair of the Green Party Peace Action Committee. He is also a commentator, satirist, and disc jockey at Community Radio for Southern Illinois, WDBX 91.1 FM, and occasional actor with the stage company in Carbondale. But we have invited Rich on because he's published an article at truthout.org, along with other places, titled... U.S. provides military assistance to 73% of world's dictatorships. Rich Whitney, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Seems to be a topic that everybody uh, paid full time to, uh, to follow such things has not been reporting on. Exactly. I mean, uh, the, the alternative media has been pretty good at, at picking up on this, but gee, what a shock. Uh, the mainstream or corporate media... Uh, doesn't seem to uh, be getting the message just yet. No. Uh, so, so what are the what are the facts? How many countries are we talking about? What makes them be dictatorships, uh, etc.? Sure. Well, what I did was um, I, I wanted to to kind of explore this because you know we're we're often the American people are repeatedly told you know the dominant narrative is that well we have to go to war against Syria because Bashar al-Assad is an evil dictator or you know Kim Jong Un is a evil dictator so we might have to go to war against him and so on and so forth and and the kind of unspoken assumption behind this is that well the United States of course we're on the side of democracy uh and sometimes it is spoken but it's usually just assumed and you know, this this bothered me because this is one of the main propaganda selling points for uh, our government going committing illegal acts of war repeatedly. Uh, and so I, I wanted to challenge this. And when I looked at the question, what I found was that there was a lot of anecdotal stuff. You know, for example, most, well, I wouldn't say most, but many Americans know that, that uh, the United States gives uh, major support to Saudi Arabia, you know, the head-chopping capital of the world and extremely misogynistic government and so on. But, you know, they, they might be sold well, but that's an exception because they're an important ally in the Middle East and so on and so forth. So I wanted to look at something more comprehensive exactly how many of the world's dictatorships is our government supporting, you know, with military assistance. And uh, I was um, mildly surprised that I couldn't really find an answer. Nobody seemed to be doing that work. So I set out to do that work myself. Uh, and uh, what I did was uh, I, I first looked, well, what are the world's dictatorships? And uh, even that was kind of a challenge. Nobody seemed to have an ongoing comprehensive list. And I looked at things like Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International and so on and didn't quite come up with a satisfactory answer. So what I settled on was the, uh, 
this annual report uh, uh, on uh, political rights around the world that is put out by an outfit called Freedom House uh, that at least does kind of a comprehensive global survey of political rights and civil liberties. They call it the Freedom in the World Report. And so I started with that, and then looking at their methodology, I decided that uh, basically there were about 49 countries in the world that could reasonably be defined as a dictatorship. And I used that by basing it on their political rights score, you know, basically a low political rights score, uh, more or less equated to the definition of a dictatorship, which I define, I think, like most people, that a dictatorship means a form of government in which one person or, or maybe a military junta is making all the major political decisions and leaving the population with no means of changing things other than by either another coup or a revolution. Uh, and uh, so that, that was kind of my, my uh, operating uh, procedure and methodology there. And so I, I generated this list of 49 nation-states that could be fairly categorized as dictatorships. Well, then, to, to complete the work, I had to look at, well, how many of those dictatorships is the United States supporting? And I didn't count economic aid, even though you could make an argument for that. And I didn't count things like, you know, drug interdiction efforts and so on and so forth, even though sometimes those cloak military aid. I just looked at what countries uh, are receiving military training, uh, courtesy of U.S. taxpayers, and what countries are receiving actual military armaments or at least had an agreement for the sale of, of armaments. And uh, I used uh, some State Department and Department of Defense uh, sources that aren't easy to find, but, I was, you know, you can find them if you dig hard enough. And then I just integrated the two sets of data, and I found that of the 49 dictatorships around the world today, uh, the United States currently either gives military training or is selling arms to 36 of them as of fiscal year 2015, which is the last year for which I had complete data. So, yeah, that's yeah. 73% uh, of, of the world's <laughs> dictatorships. We're currently supporting, uh, you know, and we're paying for it. We, the people, are paying for it. I mean, it, it's absurd, especially when you consider, you know, wasn't this country supposed to be founded on the premise that, you know, we opposed a monarchy? Well, now we're supporting monarchies and we're supporting dictatorships all around the world. We are not championing democracy, in fact. And I think this is an important fact that the American people need to know about. I think you are exactly right. Um, let me make sure that I've that I've got the facts clear. Looking at your your list uh, of countries, and I'll I'll link to the to the Truth Out article from TalkNationRadio.org. Uh, it looks like thirty six out of the forty nine get training from the U.S. military. So that's yeah, U.S. tax dollars. And then it looks like thirty out of the forty nine uh, buy weapons from U.S. weapons companies, which uh, at least requires that the U.S. government government not forbid uh, that happening. Um, but And in some cases, we know, in the case of Egypt, for example, that a lot of those weapons are, you know, dollars given by the U.S. government to that country. But, but in most cases, they're not, right? In most cases, this is not 
free weapons. This is countries buying weapons. Am I- yeah, it, right. There's foreign military assistance and there's former, uh, foreign military sales. And sometimes there's both. I mean, in fact, a lot of the training that some of these countries receive is training on how to utilize the weapons that are then sold or that have been sold. So there is, there is kind of a correlation there. Which helps sell more weapons, yes, indeed. And and we have a State Department in Washington that's going around the world pushing countries to buy more weapons. So there's a so there's a marketing firm paid for. But but just to be clear, the the weapons uh, in most cases are 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 money going to to U.S. weapons companies from foreign governments. Exactly, and and uh, you know, and and, and sometimes with, depending on the country, with some U.S. assistance, and uh, so, but you know, but it's still support because our government still has to authorize the sale, and if and if our State Department is authorizing these sales, that's still government action in support of a military dictatorship, and, and uh, you know, and I think that's really the salient point here is that one way or another. We're we're supporting uh, help, helping these dictatorships stay in power, and I think it's worth noting some countries that the U.S. government does give for free lots of weapons with which to commit horrendous crimes, such as Israel, uh, are not on the list. Uh, presumably, this was not a list of dictatorships written by Palestinians, but by a, a U.S. <laughs> think tank, right? And um, yeah. Exactly. You know, Freedom House, and and I make this point in the article, uh, Freedom House has, I think, uh, something of a pro-U.S. bias. You know, and you could say the same thing, I think, about Human Rights Watch and some other organizations. But for the purpose of this, I thought that was actually a plus, because, uh, you know, if even Freedom House says such and such a country with which the United States uh, is supporting is a dictatorship, well, then you know it's a dictatorship. I mean, because they would have every incentive to try to not categorize it that way. In, indeed. I think that was a wise choice. Uh, Rich Whitney, they, they also uh, have Afghanistan on the list after, you know, well over a decade of liberation. So there is there is some accuracy there. But but I'm not sure everyone in the world would put Iran and, and maybe not even Russia or Cuba on the list. I mean, the, the list of countries that are that the U.S. is not giving uh, military aid to that are on the list uh, seems to be large the list of of designated enemies of, of countries not cooperating with the United States. Exactly, and there's that pro U.S. bias, and you know we could, we you know that you can get into and argue that I suppose. I mean, I you know Russia has elections, Iran has elections. Uh, certainly, you could argue that uh, there's manipulation that goes on in those countries and whatnot, but. Uh, guess what? We could say that about our country as well. So, you know, to to categorize them as uh, dictatorships, I think, is actually reflective of that pro-U.S. bias. As far as Israel con- is concerned, you know, uh, it, at least uh, nominally, uh, it, it does have a a political democracy of sorts. The, the problem with Israel, of course, is that it, it really amounts to an apartheid regime. And uh, in which, uh, you know, the the Palestinian people are denied political rights and and so on. So, you know, you could make the argument, well, it's not really a dictatorship. It's just extremely oppressive government. And, you know, uh, again, it's reflective of the pro-use bias of Freedom House. Yeah, it just seems very clear from your reporting that the U.S. uh, gives military training and sells weapons or gives weapons to just about every dictatorship it can. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And and some of the people that have commented in the article, you know, have pointed out that if if you actually subtract, uh, you know, some of the uh, political uh, dictatorships that are that are listed by Freedom House, like Russia, Syria, Iran, and you actually take them off the list, well, then it's really more like seventy eight percent that we're supporting. Uh, uh, around the world, so it's it, you know it's actually maybe even worse than depicted in my article. Yeah, and and Syria is on there and it, uh, in your chart, and it's blank, no training, no weapons. But several years back, that was not the case. You know, the the U.S. was uh, selling weapons to Syria and uh, collaborating with Syria on torturing prisoners and so forth. Not long before Syria became a, a designated enemy, and that seems to be a trend and a possible future for some of the other countries that that are on including Yemen that's on the list because the list is a couple years old and the US is now uh assisting Saudi Arabia in bombing the hell out of Yemen. Exactly. And you know and and, and you're you're absolutely right. This is part of a trend, you know, uh many of your listeners probably remember the famous picture of uh oh the defense secretary that was shaking Rumsfeld. hands yeah, Rumsfeld shaking hands with uh, Saddam Hussein, and uh, there, there's a uh, almost uh, as well-known photo of uh, uh, President Obama shaking hands with Muammar Gaddafi, and you know we're bombing mm-hmm. the heck out of him a few years later, and for what, you know? Uh, and and back a full circle to to giving them aid. Uh, they're 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 checked off on the list still. Uh, uh, as of uh, what 2015 when you made this so exactly this, yeah they, they got it back on the pipeline once they put in well it actually it doesn't even have uh last i heard much of a functioning government but what government it does have is dictatorial in nature yeah yeah and warlords basically and i'm sure ken burns will be pleased to see vietnam on the list as well <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah perhaps yeah uh, that i haven't uh, studied as well but uh, freedom house did categorize them that way yeah. Um, you know, and, and you can go down this. A lot of, you know, part of the problem is that a lot of Americans aren't even well-versed in, in, in what, what's going on in these countries. You know, uh, Thailand's on the list, and, you know, Thailand has been ruled by a military junta since uh, 2014, and, and uh, they've, you know, been detaining and trying uh, civilians in military courts and all kinds of uh, abuses going on. So, you know, you can go down this, and, and it is... Subject uh, certainly for a lot of further uh, research and uh, learning that, uh, you know, we as citizens, uh, if we want to be informed, we don't have a Congress that's actually going to do its job. We, the people, need to be informed about what our government's doing. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if you've looked into this. I think it would be an interesting addition. Uh, you've, you've said you're going to do this annually, so, uh, you know, a uh, friendly amendment if you're inclined to add it. I wonder how many of these same dictatorships have significant U.S. troop presence, U.S. bases, and, and to what extent that plays a role. I mean, it seems that the U.S. interest in having a base in Bahrain and having bases in Afghanistan, uh, you know, may be part of why uh, the U.S. is supporting these dictatorships and supporting them not just through the sale of weapons, but militarily supporting them against their own people, uh, you know, including in wars, uh, in war participation as with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, exactly, and uh, I, I actually believe, David, it's on your website uh, at uh, davidswanson.org that you have, I think, some really good maps that I've seen, you know, showing the countries where all the uh, U.S. military bases are, and it's 
depending on what you count as a base, it's you know somewhere around seven fifty to nine hundred. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, if you look at maps like that, guess what? It looks like an empire, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah, I've I've got a list at davidswanson.org uh, compiled from various researchers uh, of U.S. wars and U.S. bombings and U.S. overthrows, and I've added a link there to to your article. And but on worldbeyondwar.org, I have a collection of maps, and uh, if you don't mind, I'll create one uh, with this data and link to your article uh, from from the maps on World Beyond War. Um, but oh, that would be excellent. I I I. I as you've done this, has has anybody you know presented you know the case in support of current policy, uh, or or does everyone just prefer to ignore it and not know about it? I mean, what is the what is the argument in favor uh, of U.S. militaries uh, other than certain weapons companies getting rich? Uh, what's the the argument for this? Well, uh, if if there's an argument coming from uh, the the people of you know the the working people of this country, I certainly haven't seen it. I have received nothing but literally nothing but positive comments and feedback from from this article. I think what you get from uh, what I would refer to as the American ruling class, however, uh, you know this I, there's this notion that well our interests are the national interests and. Our interests being the national interests, uh, these include uh, domination of uh, resources, particularly oil, but not exclusively oil. And, you know, if you look at this list, you know, the ones that are getting the most money are typically uh, the nations in the Middle East and some in Africa that uh, have those kinds of resources. Uh, you know, yeah, huge, that's where the, the, the amounts get really huge. And uh, so, you know, it, it's uh, kind of a, a familiar story at this point, but one that, that bears repeating is that that's what this is really about, the identification of our national interest with uh, the, the interests of big oil, the military-industrial complex, and other uh, uh, prevailing elements of the American ruling class that uh, basically uh, benefit from uh, maintaining an empire. And, and that's really the larger point here, the the, the larger context in which this, this policy arises. And how, I just, I mean, I don't know if you know any answer to this, I don't, but how do people avoid knowing anything about this uh, and avoid knowing that, that U.S. weapons companies sell their weapons to all kinds of governments uh, and, and imagine that the United States government is involved in spreading democracy when... I mean, it, I don't know what what you would recommend for actually spreading <laughs> democracy, but I would think the first step would be, you know, stop stop supporting dictatorships. Exactly, and you know, uh, boy, I wish I had a magic answer to your question because if if we had that, we probably you know we probably have a much different country and different relations around the world than we do now. But uh, you know, I attribute it. Part of it is simply uh, uh, ignorance, and it's but it's it's calculated and it's manufactured ignorance somewhat along the lines of Noam Chomsky's manufactured consent consent I mean uh, you know the 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 prevailing uh, corporate media in this country the roughly six uh, companies that that dominate most of the news and information that people receive uh, they don't talk about this they go along with this just assumption that we're, we we support democracy 
And even when there is uh, contrary information, they practice what some might call cognitive dissonance and just don't equate, you know, the, the contrary information with the narrative. Um, and then on top of that, you know, uh, I, I, you know the, the people do need to bear some responsibility, too. Uh, in a, in a, if we aspire to be a democracy, and we are certainly not one now, but if we aspire to be one, that means that it, the, the citizens have to take some responsibility for doing a little homework and, and learning about these things and, and learning about what their government is up to. Indeed, they do. Uh, Rich Whitney, do you think it would be appropriate to have a law passed by the U.S. Congress that forbid this? I know there's a law called the Leahy Law that forbids the United States, you know, actively participating in wars with militaries of of countries that violate human rights. Uh, I, I don't know how you, you know, participate in a war without violating human rights, but, you know, that's the law uh, as I understand it. But as I understand it, there's not any law that, uh, you know, that forbids giving training or weaponry or preparations for wars uh, to anybody at all. That's correct, and, I, and that would be a useful vehicle, I think, for for bringing about the change we need. But, of course, that presupposes major changes in who our representatives are in Congress, and that gets us to a whole other discussion <laughs> about how we go about changing that, because it's certainly not going to happen with uh, the kind of Congress we have now and the, the what I refer to as the two corporate-sponsored parties that we have now. A few notable exceptions, of course, but by and large, uh, they're, they're supporting this overall agenda. If if we had a chart of which corporations are in in the U.S. are selling weapons to dictatorships and which corporations are giving large amounts of money to political election campaigns, uh, what do you think it would look? I mean, how much would the overlap be? Yeah, exactly. Which it would it'd be quite a correlation, and and of course the military industrial complex, which uh, uh, President Eisenhower warned us about it back in uh, 1961 after he had helped create it for several decades. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's really just gotten incredibly worse, and, and there isn't a congressional district that doesn't have, you know, some of its uh, fingers in the pie there, and so that's why you get these kinds of political results. Um, but, you know, the other, this, is, this is kind of a slightly different subject, but the other thing that I think American people need to know is if you equate the military-industrial complex with jobs, you need to folks need to look at the work that was done by those economists at the University of Massachusetts who pointed out that the same funds spent on practically anything else, uh, whether it's education or health care or uh, renewable energy or, or any, almost anything you can think of, the same billions of dollars spent on anything but the military would create far more jobs. So we do have a pathway. It's not as if if we shut down the war machine that this country would, would have to suffer economically. 
yeah. uh, let alone the, the, the moral aspects of it, it, it would not have to. So we'd, we'd benefit economically if we shifted those resources. And, and you even get more jobs, not the most jobs, but more jobs than, than military spending by never taxing that money from working people in the first place. So Well, exactly, yes. So it's actually a drain. It's actually a negative, which is, you know, everybody sees their neighbors with the military jobs and says, well, how can how can it be negative? But, but it but it is because we could have more jobs and better jobs uh, in, in in every sense of the word better. I think. Yeah, and 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 that's not even, of course, getting into the moral dimensions of it. You know, to to make an argument that uh, well, we're doing this horribly immoral thing, but well, but there's jobs. You know, think people need to think about that. I mean, imagine if there was some sort of um, manufacturing. Uh, that uh, involved uh, boiling kittens alive or something, right? Would people say, oh, well, they're boiling kittens alive, but at least it's a job, so we got to support boiling kittens alive. I mean, it's kind of like that. You, you know, yeah. you've got to get outside the fishbowl and take a look at the big picture of what we're doing as a society. It, it seems that people stop thinking or, or refuse to think about things related to weaponry and militarism because it's not patriotic and patriotism is so important. Yet the whole idea of patriotism is supposed to be uh, that your greatest country on earth is better than dictatorships, right? So Exactly. And, 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 and of course, that, that argument drives me crazy. We're seeing another variant of that today with the whole, uh, you know, uh, taking a knee before the Pledge of Allegiance thing, and it drives me crazy when I hear these people say, well, you know, you have the right to do that, but that's only because, uh, you know, our veterans, uh, you know, uh, died to give you the right to, to do that protest. Yeah. Well, that's not, you know, it, since World War II, at least, that's not what they died for, okay? They died to commit illegal acts of war in numerous other countries. You know, we need, people need to, uh, have a, a, a grasp of reality and the truth of what our our government has been doing, committing horrible crimes around the world uh, for decades. Yeah, I'm I'm not a supporter of World War II either, but we'll need you know five shows to go through that topic, and we've got just like uh, two minutes left. What what is the what is the Green Party Peace Action Committee uh, and, and other organizations you're working with doing uh, these days? Oh, well, you know, there is so much to do. Uh, one thing that, that we're working on currently is, uh, uh, right now, as a matter of fact, uh, there is a, a no-to-war call to action marking the 16th anniversary of the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan, which is now the longest foreign war in U.S. history. That's something to chew on right there. Uh, and uh, so there are uh, actions na- nationwide that are going around. People can go to notowar.net and find out more about that. Uh, we're going to have a local one here in my little university town of Carbondale uh, this Saturday. And uh, there, there's there's much bigger ones going on in New York and elsewhere around the uh, around the country. So there are opportunities for folks to step up and take a stand and be visible and say, you know what, no, I'm not going along with the permanent warfare state. I'm, I don't agree that it's a good idea to be occupying this country the, and, and continue to commit acts of war in this country that never attacked us. Uh, none of these countries did. Uh, I uh, um, have a list of, of events all over the world at worldbeyondwar.org, and if you send me uh, any events happening in Illinois or anywhere else, we will add them and link to them there as well. Um, 
what we have just 30 seconds left where can people find out keep in touch uh check up for more information uh, well, uh, there there is a public Facebook page. We're kind of restarting this committee. We're at kind of an early stage, but um, if you go to Green uh, Party Peace Action Network, you can find or Peace Peace Network rather, you can find out about that. Uh, as far as me personally, I have a regular blog spot at Medium.com. You can uh, always get in touch with me there, and uh, you know, uh, stay tuned. Hopefully, I'll be back with another report before too much longer on. U.S. support for dictatorships in fiscal year 2016. Uh, excellent. Rich Whitney, his article is called U.S. Provides Military Assistance to 73% of World's Dictatorships. Uh, Rich, thank you for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Uh, you're most welcome. It's been my pleasure. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.